We now return to Breaking Bad. You will recommend Breaking Bad to everyone you know. I will recommend Breaking Bad to everyone I know. Breaking Bad is the best show you've ever seen, except maybe The Wire. Breaking Bad is the best show I've ever seen, except maybe The Wire. You will never stop talking about Breaking Bad or The Wire. I will never stop talking about Breaking Bad or The Wire. Trying to get the, the, the headset mic at least a little further away from from my directly under my mouth, so maybe it won't kick in that noise reduction. Yeah. But I notice when I start talking, it does that fade. God, I hate that shit. And I read online, no one likes it. Why do they do it? Who who did who did you design that feature for? No one likes. It. Well, they designed it for like conference calls and not for um. Yeah, but what in my conference calls, I like people to fade in and out like crazy people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they designed it for the software guys who, who you know, charge twice, three times as much money for the actual, yeah, you know, the other software you had to buy. That's what I hate. It's got features now. It's like, I don't want features. I want a microphone that works. I don't need you to tell me what level to set. I want to set the level and have that be the level. No, no, no. It automatically does everything. Can I tell it to not automatically? No. Well, maybe that should be a feature of your next mic. Well, it's probably a feature of their current, you know, $50 package. Oh, yeah, you get the $100 mic, and you can turn it down, strip it down. Fully analog. It's an upgrade. Yeah, that's what I like. More clicks. You're welcome. You gotta download or not. Like hey, we're Microsoft. You like clicking things? Awesome. You love this. Do you like a complete lack of control? <laughs> You're gonna love this. Alright, are, are you, okay. Yeah. Yo! Uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't Kabuki. God damn it, Kabuki. 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 <laughs> You're listening to TV My Dinner. My name is Sean, and I'm sitting here with Andrew and Gary, returning hey. one more. <laughs> we screwed that up too. God dog it! <laughs> Take two. God, guys. It's like amateur hour tonight. Straight Switch up. to decap. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Get it together. <laughs> so we're going to talk Breaking Bad tonight again. We've been saying that for almost as long as we teased that we were going to talk Breaking Bad, that's how long we're going to drag out this Breaking Bad retrospective. Because now it's like every time we start doing it, we warmed up and then we do an episode that's not Breaking Bad. And they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about the Robocop remake and things like that. I think that's like a the TV and dinner theory. We did that with like the Superman retrospective and other things. Like, or if, the longer we talk about something, the longer we will. The longer we talk about talking about something, the longer we will talk about something. Oh yeah, we've built it up. Yeah, now Breaking Bad <laughs> is going to get its due. The next like three months of the show will be us doing Breaking Bad and then just doing asides to talk about other things for certain episodes. Like I'm just I'm so tired. I just want them to be done with Breaking Bad. <laughs> I wait till we get to True Detective. We've been teasing that one long enough. We'll have more episodes than there are actually episodes of the show. Yeah. There's eight episodes. We'll do a True Detective podcast. We'll do an eight-part retrospective of True Detective. We gotta have a ninth part where we can like recap the whole thing. Yeah. 
eight parts might not be as like Game of Thrones. He had an hour and a half show. Talk about an hour long episode. It is a lot of layers to it. It's a lot of ins and outs. And what have you. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because last week when you asked me about uh, how I liked the ending, I had no idea where you were coming from. Since then, I've looked up on the internet like, where the hell is he? Like, what was he talking about? Oh, yeah. So I looked it up Everybody and it's like, oh, okay, now I see where Andrew was coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. watching it all the way through, like shotgunning it like that, I didn't have enough time to uh, sit there and wonder about Cthulhu and uh, alternate realities oh, and all that craziness that uh, apparently and everyone I actually, was pointed about. <clears throat> well, that's weird. And I, I guess being HBO, people thought there might be an element like that. But if you watch the story, nothing within the actual grounded narrative of the story suggests that it's going to become supernatural. At every moment where something weird happens, they take a step back and say – that's weird. Yeah, like, he he's well, seen something and, weird, and he says, yeah, they tell I was, he was having hallucinations. Yeah, that's shit. I, I've been tripping so long, I see shit. It's like, okay, as soon as he said that, I was like, okay. Yeah, and the closer they get that. to the end, the more coherent it becomes. It's like the less and the that more they stop, they, <clears throat> The more they just revealed who the killer is, he's right here. Like, they start, like, showing everything. It's like, this isn't going to be a surprise, people. Yeah, we're showing the – we open the last episode with the killer's house where we're going to end up <laughs> at the end of this. That was uh, pretty brilliant. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to And they have the, the best new euphemism for incest. Oh, yes. Made the flowers on me. Made flowers on me. <laughs> like, made uh, flowers? I don't know why that's so gross, but it is. Just I think that's what I think that 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 that's why I said last time that the show is like the idea of it was genius because they kind of they just turned that out was, to be some weird. That was guy. the twist that it wasn't some freaking supernatural thing. It's like no, the story is it. Like the thing that you thought was set in stone was him was Matthew McConaughey's character and that he's going to kill himself and he's crazy and he's depressed and then he is the thing that is the surprise at the end which is kind of a twist it's like oh he he, he has a life now that he didn't before this is all which is, yeah like this has all been building to something and these characters are dynamic and because he's so set in what he's I mean everything about it it's like oh well this is an actual story and this is like you know we, it's not locked into anything that we think it is and that was somebody mentioned that too. That that's I don't know if I mentioned it before, but that was like why. I mean, Rust was such an interesting character, and he went off on these deep end, these awesome Nietzsche speeches and stuff. But why that actually worked is because nobody ever let that pass. Woody Harrelson always was like, "You what? gotta stop saying shit like that, yeah. man." He's like, "That's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't. You're freaking people out." Beep you know? beep 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 like, beep beep. It kept reminding you that it was the real world, even though he'd go off on these crazy things. Everybody thought he was nuts, and that's why they thought he was a killer. What? That's all they do. That two detectives spoof. What? Boomer. What? Just gooner. <laughs> just everything they say. Jim Rash is funny. I just saw a movie called The Way Way Back, which is which I think yeah, co-written and co-written directed by him, I think. But he's also yeah. in it. But it's it's a good little film as well. I'm a big I'm becoming a big Jim Rash fan. He's an Oscar winner. I, the sentence was all right. It was okay. That wouldn't be the one that I thought I'm gonna follow that guy. But but it was a decent movie. Him playing the Dion community is why I would follow that guy. <laughs> yeah. he's awesome. when, and then you see that guy and you say he won an Oscar. You're like, now I gotta know more. Yeah, there's a lot of depth to that guy, and he's the one that made fun of Angelina Jolie when they accepted their Oscar, where he, where she came out and did her leg out, and then he came over there and just posed just like she had, <laughs> and didn't say a word. He's, he's awesome. They all got it. Greedle. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume you cheated on me. Greedle. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Greedle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alfredo. Kumar. What? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um if we want to talk about general news, there's a lot of weird news this week. Did you see the one um the uh, rumor about how they want to change Indiana Jones into the American James Bond? How do you well, wow. mean? No. Well, they want to just recast a different actor. Yeah, they're talking about Bradley Cooper as it being like the main. And like they just want to start making reset, just make it like James Bond, where it doesn't have to have this continuity where he got married and all this other stuff. Where they just it's Doctor Jones and he went on this adventure. Hey, okay. and it's, I'm and for they, it. I can think it's that. not like the Star Wars thing. You've got you've taken it in a direction where I'm okay with anything. It's like I've seen yeah, what can happen the other way, so I'm open to I, ideas. I think Bradley Cooper could work too. Yeah, Bradley think, Cooper does sound like a good kind of choice. I mean, there's really only one Harrison Ford. Right. You're not going to so beat that. Trying to find so another well Harrison go. Ford. Yeah, that's not the goal. But but Bradley Cooper is a, a step in the right direction. I see him. He's sort of a rugged and sort of a funny, fun kind of guy. He seems like a like a two-fisted adventurer type. He could do right. that. He's not LaBeouf. <sighs> yeah, Boof. That yeah, the, the idea of resetting that franchise with Boof as as Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, and son. and the and the idea is that is that um Frank Darabont would be in head of it too. Hmm. That's interesting. I I like that a lot. Because he, he wrote a draft of Crystal Skull before they changed it and added all that stuff. Yeah, yeah although I've seen that. bits of that draft and it wasn't that great. Yeah, well. Well, the idea of I'm having not. Indy come back at seventy goddamn years old, I don't think was. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bullet points that he was given didn't have a whole lot of room for creative genius. It's all going to be around the crystal skulls. Like, guys, one note that helps me write this piece of shit. One note. He's going to have his kid. He's going to get married. Like, what are we doing? Can't get the dad. That guy said no. He might have his brother. He's like, I'm not writing a brother. Tell you that right damn now. Drawing that line, it's not gonna have his damn brother in it. Then it's gonna have his son. Whatever. Indiana has his brother's name Nebraska Jones. <laughs> Nebraska Smith. <laughs> or Montana Jones. Rocky Montana. That's <laughs> Rocky Montana. Exactly. And then I also saw right before I got I didn't watch it, the whole trailer. I just saw I was watching a little news thing and they showed clips of the Michael Bay uh Ninja Turtles. Oh, everybody on the oh, internet's on fire about and that. And they look I think they horrifying. Look, but I think they look cool, though. I, I they kind of. Well, I just saw the clip where like Michelangelo takes his mask off. I'm like, oh my. God. <laughs> they almost I look saw like still. a Michael Dooley picture. <laughs> they almost look too human, though. That's well, it looks weird. Like back when they used to get different guys to draw, Michael Zuli, who did uh, the Puma Blues the comic, yeah. amazing artist, and he drew like a comic with with the turtles, and he's such an eye for detail. This is what these guys look like. It's like, oh my god, it's like the Michael Zuli version. I need to watch the whole trailer because I just saw a little clip and it's just kind of just like everybody calm down. Like there was, there's, this is nothing here that's being ruined. That, that was a franchise going nowhere. Saban did a team, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show. They're on the Cartoon Network and they're CGI. You yeah, know? again, we can't. Just, yeah, we can't. Because there's a big buzz apparently because they changed the origin. That's mm. what I heard on on Facebook. Everyone's already, but the origin was a ripoff of Daredevil, and Daredevil's getting his own show, so it's okay. Just let, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Calm down. <laughs> What's the worst thing that cap? The worst possible thing that could happen is this movie's not good. And then they'll come out with a new movie twenty more or no, twenty yeah, years from now. It's just that's the worst case scenario. It's like, oh, that wouldn't be good. 
mean, they did a Robo RoboCop, and it wasn't good. World's still spinning. You. They're making Did Phantasm Five. Have you heard that? Yeah, I did see that. I was like, you got to get Is Angus Grimm alive, or did they just find some other old man? That looked like Angus Grimm to me, but I don't know if he's yeah. still alive or not. Or are they just doing CGI to make some guy look like Angus Grimm? But, but that's kind of neat. It's not Coscarelli doing it, but it's just interesting. These movies. I think like, he's dead. It's been like forty. Coscarelli? Yeah. I thought so, well, wasn't he? Is, is it recent? Because he just did John Dies at the End. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. A couple years ago. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Angus Grimm's still alive. And wow. yeah, Costarelli is still alive, too. My bad. Yeah, I was about to say that. It just happened because he has some input on this. He's not completely uninvolved. But yeah, so that's interesting. So that's what's going on for those of you who don't have the internet. <laughs> I guess for you, those of you who don't like the right pages on Facebook, because that's where I get yeah. my news feed. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. I see it like eight times because all the sites that I like report the same stuff because they just rip each other off, probably. That one movie does look cool. They had another trailer for that this week, that Tom Cruise movie. Uh, yeah. the Edge of Tomorrow. That does look that's like a, a neat idea. It's like a video game, basically. <laughs> it's like, it looks awesome. Though. It looks out of control because it's basically Groundhog Day with giant robot things. Yeah. It looks like Oblivion kind of like, I mean, like that level of the cool sci-fi. It'll be fun. Yeah. A little it's, more action-packed, but still, it could be fun. I, I like that. I think he picks good scripts. Unlike, you know, that Johnny Depp, that Transcendence looks like just a bad yeah, rehash of the Lawnmower Man. And I've gotten to the point where I just see Johnny Depp and so I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't do it it's like now I play a robot I know you do I know you do no I'm a completely robotic cyborg hologram thing I know you are it's like I'm a computer pirate Johnny have you <laughs> yeah. have you thought about playing Johnny sometime <laughs> just once that could be the role of your life Johnny the role of your life Have you thought about getting into that character, Johnny? Right. Sorry, everyone. All right, break it back. <laughs> dun, dun. Damn it. All right, so where we left off, we were somewhere, we were either just beginning talking about season four or we had been discussing season four, but we definitely got through season three. Yeah, we, I think we were kind of blurring three and four together, some of the points. Yeah. So we brought it, yeah, brought it to a close. Because season four brings in the big elements where they're, they're getting the car wash because Skyler is now involved. And all the Benicky business is coming up. What's funny about this whole turnaround, like Walt at first feels this weird guilt because he's getting Skyler involved in all of his lies and stuff, which quickly becomes a weird kind of jealousy because she seems to be a little bit too good at it. Yeah. Right. That's one of the things that he starts to not like. But then we find out that outside of Walt, Skylar is just in a heap of trouble that doesn't have anything to do with that. Like, she's perfectly capable of getting everybody in just as much trouble. Because of stuff with Benicky, like, like, she helps him cook the books yeah. to the point where she can't even get away from him. And then she starts doing, like, criminal mastermind stuff that's, a, that's almost worse than the stuff that Walt does. She's got goons going to his house to sort of strong-arm him and stuff. Like, oh, my God. I got to say, that was 
that scene where they go there and he runs and trips over the carpet. I laughed my ass. And that off. was that was the greatest setup and payoff. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was the end of season three, right? Because you don't know what happened to him after when that season ends. Because you because right? you see him trip over that carpet and you're like that's an, that's like almost like an outtake. But then later on, that's there. that's yeah. a setup to let you know. Nope, everything matters. Everything you see in a story matters. Yeah. But that was funny. And just standing over him looking down like, what the hell? <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> I know. That is the worst part. That's just like Fargo. Like that kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But then we get to see a little bit more of Gus in this season. Because Gus does that, you know, now, now that Walt and Jesse have sort of put one over on Gus and he can't kill them. Yeah, like he, right. he does that that sort of split. Like, let's just try to figure out how to turn Jesse against Walt because it's not that hard. <sighs> Jesse's not that smart, right? Well, he's so also that, got bigger fish to fry too, which is I think kind of feeds into it's like what's what is his real motive in doing some of the things that he's doing? Is it just to try to you know get just basically stop the war with the cartel or is it truly to divide those two to take one of them out you know, basically to take or is there out. a dual purpose because he's a smart guy he's a strategic guy so he ends up this in this way you know we can use jesse to turn him against walt but we also use jesse's knowledge to sort of get in with the cartel because that's you know his game plan that salud episode shows you everything you need to know about gus yeah because that's the whole right. absolutely that's a really cool thing with season four is it gives us his his you know his uh, origin story, mm-hmm. and the extent to how ruthless he can be, yeah, and how right long he carries a grudge. <laughs> and this and this goes back into our Hamlet thing too. Is like Gus drinks his own poison. Yes, like he almost dies. Like that's how serious he is about this. He drinks his own poison to kill the rest of them. Yeah, but he's and also he's got, got the wherewithal to set up a uh, basically a world class uh, medical unit, you know, in freaking Mexico, you know, a little <laughs> like a garage in Mexico, you know, anticipating that he's going to survive and get you know need to need yeah, that treatment. He's done everything he can to protect himself but there's still that element of risk there's still like holy hell dude yeah you knew that's that a, wasn't gonna be an easy fix and that's what's funny about that when, <clears throat> when that thing plays out because he's been dealing with walt and all this stuff and this headache and that's what's been the whole story the entire time and you're like wait a second he had this thing on his plate <laughs> that's what that was his main objective and he still had to deal with all that all that other stuff was side yeah stuff. And it makes them feel like, like <laughs> seem like nothing yeah. yeah, he's like, and that sort of solidifies Jesse, Jesse's loyalty to them because then he ends up in this situation with, with Mike and Gus where there's all this danger and they're looking out for each other, and now it's real. It's not fake. It's not like theater put on to sort of get him to their side. They're all really in it together. Yeah, right. And that's at the same time as when Walt has that breakdown with with Walter Jr. Over his falling out with Jesse. But that, that leads to that, that whole – Walt gives, reveals a lot more about his backstory with his father, and and that's where he kind of tells him, you know, that you're, you were so much more real when you were crying. <laughs> yeah. I wish you would be like that more. You were a human being, and Walt just doesn't get it because that's, being that's weak. another perfect moment. There's so many perfect moments in the show where someone just laid it out for Walt. 
Like, this is what needs to happen. This is all that needs to happen. And he just won't have it. Yeah. And that was like, like you couldn't put it more profoundly than have your son sit there and say that. You know, I'd rather you be that way. Because I know what you're about. So, yeah. Also, in, in season four, I think we did mention that one of the big turning points is early on when Hank is looking into Gale. It's Walt that sort of turns him away from the idea that Gale could have been the mastermind. Oh, yeah. Right. Because of the pride. Same thing, just like the gambling story. I don't want that story to wrap everything up because then people won't know that I earned all this. Absolutely. And that's more important. More important than the reason he says he's doing it, which is for his family, and more important than getting away with it, which should be the goal. But that's his, his absolute fatal flaw. It's just that he has to keep steering people away from where they want to go because they want to bend the argument to what makes sense to them. And he won't have it. He's like, nope, nope, there has to be someone else besides Gail. It's like, why do you want this investigation to continue? It's because I don't want him getting credit. What he wants is for Heisenberg to get the credit, but for them to never catch Heisenberg. Yeah. And that way there's sort of a transitive quality of him still being able to accept that that recognition even though they don't know it's him. But he doesn't want to tie it up with a bow where they blame somebody else. Yeah, and he, he does achieve, I mean, that's jumping away later on, but I mean, he does achieve that level of Heisenberg success that he wanted to. He just he just gets caught up in it too. You know, I mean, he, he reaches the heights of what yeah. he wanted Heisenberg Within to that world, yeah, they all yeah. know he's the guy. And, he's, and the culmination is that's yeah that that's say my keeps, name scene yeah that's why he keeps going back because because it's not about money after that it's about knowing that he does that best of all yeah he's the best in the, in the world he's the greatest meth cook yeah he doesn't want someone to take over like like when Jesse's doing product that's near as good as his he's like not this crap yeah I don't want you polluting the market with this second rate shit but what he's really afraid of is that. Jesse's going to get just as good. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh man, people might not know the difference. Because how does he know? The one thing we never see in this, I mean, they all talk about how good it is, but we don't see like real meth addicts coming in and weighing in on how good this product is. Oh, they say. Oh, you got well, they can judge the purity. They can chemically judge the purity. But of I'm it. just saying, Jesse's product might be just as good for what they're trying to get out of it. No, there, there's a couple scenes with, um, with Badger and uh, Skinny Pete where they uh, try Jesse's product, you know, after they split. Like, I can't remember what season exactly where it was, but it was one of the times when they had split and Jesse was uh, cooking on his own, where uh, uh, Jesse's, you know, through rehab, so he's not trying himself, but he gives it to Badger, and Badger tries it, and, you know, he does, like, the little river dance thing. I don't know if you remember that scene or not. He's like, this, this is the greatest, and he's, like, doing a little river dance. He's like, this is awesome, man. Who needs Heisenberg? Yeah, so, I mean... I think that's kind of their way of, of yeah. Where you get, like these it. guys are not connoisseurs. It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. They reached a certain level where his is just. Well, good. they were buying the crap too. So I mean, you know, before all that too. So it's not like it's a. Yeah, but they. Everyone was saying that some that, that Walters was was noticeably better as far as usage. But when you get to that level, because even Jesse, like I mean, when he went to demonstrate to the cartel, I mean, he had what like ninety something percent. Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're using a you know chemical 
you know, process to determine what the actual percentage is. You know, HPLC, I think, is what they used. But it's a chemical cook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a little different. I mean, they and that was also, I think, later too. I think that was um, well after. But it was in what, season four, yeah, yeah. That's that salute when you take. That's when Gus takes him down there, telling him he's going to show him how to cook, and then then he turns around and says he's going to sell him to the cartel. Exactly. Like you have to live here now. This is where you live. <laughs> Yeah, the entire time he's telling them to trust him, and then that's where a lot because I think a lot of that ambiguity was is more set up for us as the viewer. Like, what's going on? Or is he setting him up to be a, a cook to take out you know Walter? Because we're also seeing Walter's point of view, where that's that's what he thinks they're doing. He's obviously paranoid that that's what the plan is, you know. But you know, Gus has his plan the entire time, which it was never to obviously give them to them and to take them all out, you know. Yeah, which again solidified that relationship when it all turned around that way. Exactly, and so it kind of, you know, that, that's where that, that, like you were saying, with the uh, you never know what his real intention is because you know if if it didn't go the way he planned, maybe he would have then given him away to them. But you know, as the plan you know started to you know, come to fruition, he you know was able to do what his actual plan was to pull Jesse back, and now he's got Jesse really close. And it's hard to say because Gus seems to have some vague sense of honor. Like we were saying, like Mike seems to have a sense of honor, and he and he follows Gus. And we find out later on that that they were taking care of all their people. That's one of the things that Mike insisted on. Absolutely. And that's way one thing that, that Gus did better than Walt. Cause Walt just doesn't understand the value of people at all. Well, yeah. Because he's like, well, if they're all going to just inform of us, they'll just kill them all. Absolutely. Why well, not? that's his plan from the very beginning. Once uh, Mike tells him that we've got to take care of this, this legacy cause, as he called it, he's like, what? <laughs> A legacy cause? Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. And he's the one that brought Mike in. Exactly. But that's – so we end up at the end of season four with that, that final – where everything goes to hell. Oh, did we bring yeah. up the point of um of uh about how they lost their money uh, with uh with uh, Hank being uh, attacked by the uh, the twins? Well, yeah, we didn't even mention like the whole mineral thing we're talking about. It was really going on in this season because he's laid up the whole time collecting his minerals and all this kind of stuff, and he's just hiding and not wanting to recover and all that because yeah, he's just Tuco, torn well, Tuco's cousins basically come to to pay revenge and they take out. But they try to take out Hank, but you know Hank he being takes the ultimate badass out. takes them out. But, but he gets he's shot damaged. up in the process. Yeah, yeah. big time so damaged. He is a badass, but here we see an even more magnified version of that that sort of post traumatic stress that he had previously. Because now, you know, he had this. Because when he had the shootout with Tuco, he came out okay. Yeah, and then he came the out a little mentally Tuka disturbed, thing. but not yeah. physically. Just like with the Tortuga thing, he came out okay physically. Yeah, shaken mentally again, but physically fine. But now he's actually been, you know, physically damaged in this and almost killed. Yeah. But now he, it's just all of it's come down on him, and he's just hiding. And then, you know, they're they're helping with the the hospital bills, but then the Beneke thing happens too. There's a combination of the Beneke and Hank's bills. But yeah, you know, the, the thing with Hank's bills really comes in the, the full circle because of, uh, you know, how the end game goes, but, you know, Skylar right. getting involved in the whole, you know, the whole business, she basically, you know, cooks up the plan or the, the, uh, the scheme that, you know, basically Heisenberg or well, 
um, Walt won the money in gambling. He figured out how to uh, play blackjack mm-hmm. and just won tons of money. So he's able to pay for their medical bills or Hank's medical bills because Hank needs like some sort of like special like you know, physical therapy physical or something therapy, to come yeah. back. If he doesn't just get this that his insurance won't cover, then he he's not going to walk again and he's not going to work again basically or not work in the same capacity anyway yeah and then with the last little nest egg that they have left she ends up having to use that to pay off Beneke exactly she bails out Beneke financially <laughs> because it would all come back on her because she her names are all over his books which yeah. is she to protect, can't go that the, level of protect scrutiny the family because exactly. they're so fast and loose with their own criminal business legacy costs exactly yeah, legacy costs. <laughs> yeah exactly it's all comes down to that and then that's where that that really came down to where he's finally just like ah oh, hell with it we're, I'm gonna and and this is plan shows the, the egocentrism of Walt that he thinks he's gonna pay someone to give his whole family new identities yes and they're all just gonna leave together that's what he thinks <laughs> yeah yeah well, <laughs> without even talking no they, yeah he just assumes yeah, and that they're, they're never gonna have any contact with anybody else ever again and they're gonna do this thing. And then he shows up and the money's gone, which is fine because that's at least saved you that conversation. Yep. But but that's a pretty cool scene though when he because uh, he, he buries basically buries the money under his house. Uh, he you know rips up uh, you know working he does some work underneath the house and he basically has all of his money lying down there and uh, he. Uh, goes down there to find the money and it's gone so Skylar comes in she looks down the little you know the little <laughs> hole in the floor and he's just lying there looking up just laughing like right, a absolute like mad a maniac <laughs> yeah it's just awesome and it was and like and it ends see, that episode ooh. it's just like oh yeah. my god he's cracked <laughs> yeah he's yeah. nuts he's gonna kill he him. knows they're all coming in to kill him yeah but then he hatches this plan then we don't even know this is where we really start to see that Walt is the devil because we don't know we know when he walks in there to see Hector at the old folks' home that he talks him into something. And we know that what he ends up talking him into, which is the very end of that confrontation with Gus, is he talks him into killing himself to kill Gus. Like he just talked to that guy, a guy who hates him. Yeah. Well, we didn't set that part up either. I mean, Gus has been going into this man just episode after episode years. and just telling him i killed your cousins or your nephews i killed your uh your son i killed you know you're the last of your line i killed your boss i killed your boss's boss he's just basically and he's like you gotta look me in the eye you've got to look me in the eye you're gonna do it sooner or later you've got to do it he's just taunting and just destroying well, this because- man we should set up this character because we didn't even talk about him. He's such a great character. This Tuco's uncle in the in the wheelchair with the little just the little dinging bell. Yeah, he's um, the only thing he can do. Like, the use of one finger. It's all he has. Like yes or no, like a dog. Because <laughs> yes. dogs can talk with bells. But and that's like, he wouldn't rat them out to the cops because he doesn't like cops. They saw he saw that they were the ones who killed Tuco. That they set the whole thing up, but he wouldn't rat them out. But he's he an old school gangster. For what happened, and we yeah. find out through the unraveling of the story of the the whole history with him and Gus that he was with the cartel and he and he killed Gus's partner back in the day. And yeah. that also goes to show you in the backstory that that Gus's sense of of loyalty to the people he's working with because that basically just created a relationship of hate. And it like that's the first time you see like his I mean 
they imply his like sexual orientation too. Yeah, I heard that rumor. It's implied that he's. A, I mean that. I mean that. I I got that impression. I guess, watching. Yeah, that's possible. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's either his brother or his <laughs> lover. I well, mean, he's definitely not they, a brother. They have different yeah, last so, I mean, names. <clears throat> you know, so if it was just, a, I don't know. I mean, it feels. He he gets he gets emotional <laughs> pretty it's quickly. You know. It's possible it went deeper than that, or it's possible that this was like his close friend that they they were partners, yeah. and that was. But yeah, either way, obviously, there's a close bond there. That and when 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 he's killed then that just turns gus to ice towards them so the culmination of what's happening in that episode is basically the product of a very long play which yeah, is like I mean, finally like 10 to 20 year long play we're all long going play. yeah so he's and like, then you realize like gus, he's been building up that empire just because of them yeah so the you vindication know, like, that he can come back to him and say they're all dead now yeah, but it's the ultimate Godfather cool. reference too, because he's keeping his friends close, but his enemies closer. You know, I mean, he's working yeah. with these guys this, this entire time. Yeah, partly out yeah. of necessity, he didn't, he didn't have the resources to fight them. But but at this point, so like this is how this has to play out. So yeah, so this long history of hate between him and, and Hector is what Walt doesn't know anything about this. This is another reason that Walt is sort of like the devil. Walt doesn't know that that's a card to play. No, he knows. He knows he doesn't like him. That's well. He knows he doesn't like him because of uh, when he ends up meeting with Jesse. They um. Oh, what the hell was it? They they basically he sets up the situation where he puts Jesse's kid, uh, Jesse's girlfriend's kid, in the hospital. Um, with that valley flower of the valley or lily of the lily valley. Of the valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he puts the kid in the hospital, and he Walt sets it up where he knows that that Jesse's going to come after him. And he basically says, or he also steals Jesse's, uh, the, the Ryzen that Jesse's had all this time in a cigarette that uh, he's supposed to use to kill. He's Which we to don't use know until the very end here either. That's his not. Well, yeah. Uh, it's not revealed till the, to the end, but I mean, that's the, the play is that he uh, basically has a confrontation with Jesse where Jesse's there to kill him. And he basically convinces Jesse that Gus is the one that did this whole thing. And so he basically defies Gus. Gus is, you know, he knows that Gus is going to come to kill him now because Gus wants, Gus basically told Je- uh, Walter to stay out of the business. Uh, Jesse's going to cook for now on. You're done. You're fired. If I see you again, I'm going to kill you, your family, and uh, Hank. Or actually, no, he says Hank's got to die, though. So he goes to, uh, basically sends people to kill Hank. And then the, they inform, basically, that, that's where the, um, the, 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 the eraser guy comes into play because he knows that he can go to this eraser guy. So he tells the uh, DEA, or not he, but he has Saul tell the DEA that they can, um, you know, so, so that so Hank can be protected and he's going to get his family and go with this eraser dude and they're all going to live happily ever after. Well, all the money is gone. So now the plan's foiled because Gus is going to come after him mm-hmm. because he's told the DEA. So, and, you know, so he, that's where he cooks up this plan with, uh, with Jesse and which leads to, you know, basically him finding out that, that, uh, that, that Gus hates T.O. He knew T.O. from before, but he didn't know that Gus hated him. And now he knows that Gus hates him. He's got a problem with him. So that's, that's when he goes to T.O. with a bomb. And that's, and that's basically how the season ends. With the death of Gus, we were talking about that before. How Gus is practically supernatural. 
because that room explodes and he walks out and you're like, Jesus, there's nothing can stop this guy. And they just sort of pan over to like the whole other side of him is ruined. And you're just like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. It was probably the best CGI they could afford. It wasn't the, it wasn't the greatest of, of looks, but I was like, oh, no way, man. He can't be alive. And then it turns and he's like, oh no, there ain't no way he's living. Yeah. Dead. I, I like the little fixing of the tie, though. It's like he walks out, like fixes the tie, and then kills. <laughs> like that's just a very, very gust way to go out. Exactly. It's like, dude, you got some shit on your face. And that's how, <laughs> yeah. That's how uh, Skyler really knows at this point. Yeah, that's when Walt she's damaged. Is. Yeah. What's yeah, because he's calling her to say, "I won." It's like there's explosions going on. Like, you set off a bomb in an old folks' home. Like, yeah, yeah, I won. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Yeah, that and I, that's that was when I when I started to watch the show. That was um, it was that season, like uh, leading up to that episode is when I caught up to it. So I, I basically had to sit, you know, watch episode to episode for two full seasons. Uh, well, season first half of season five and the second half of season five. Five a.m. Five b. Exactly. That that's that's when I had caught up with it. it was at the end of this. Was, I, I was able to shotgun them all and uh, I just remember the, the speculation on that was like you know, oh you, you watch that episode really close you can hear a camera you know uh, a camera like noise when uh, Walt's talking on the phone up there I'm like well I don't hear shit man <laughs> you know, I don't know what people were hearing but there's all kinds of crazy internet rumors at that point about you know, where, where the show was going oh he's gonna get caught because there's <laughs> There's like DEA people out there taking pictures, and I'm like, get out of here, man. <laughs> so far off. Well, it, there is a pretty good. When you think about the way that season 5a ends that is that, that should have been a cliffhanger to a season and then well it turned out that it was but um it's just you know you start off with season five you got uh you know that, that's that's you know as andrew was talking about last week that's where you really have your first really big flash forward or significant flash forward it's like a, a full year you know in advance. yeah well, well they did the pancake thing so you know but that's between oh yeah 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 that's a little teaser thing and he goes out and gets the gun. The bazooka. Yeah, yeah, when he goes out and gets the M sixteen. What is going on in there? And then he gets the Ryzen too. He gets the M sixteen and then he goes back to his uh, house and gets the Ryzen and he says hi to his neighbor and she just like pisses herself. Well that was that was the that was the beginning of season five. The cat's out of the bag at that point because she's terrified to see him. That was the beginning of season five B. Oh yes, that's right. I unmixed those two together. Yeah. Because they just But it's the same day, it's just the Right. Yeah. Just later on, yeah, exactly. they're just doing the slow reveals. But yeah. in both of those, they wrote those scenes and just shot them, and they didn't know where they were going to be. Exactly, <laughs> I love that. He's gonna, he's gonna need an M60. I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably. Well, that the, need, the, the that just happens to be an awesome way to set up the beginning of the story. Yeah, but it also <laughs> goes back to the original uh, way that he was touting the sh- uh, that Gilligan was touting the show, saying that he goes become Scarface. Yeah, because that's what right. Scarface uses in the end of the movie. You know, yeah. Scarface. And if it's going to be a alert for that, if it's going to be a Chekhov's gun, it might as well be an M60. Oh no, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it's got to be a badass gun. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we know going into it, something something crazy is about to happen. Because well, you see like about that too, is, that he's we know that something crazy stuff. has happened and that is about to happen. Because we go a year into the future and everything is destroyed. Yeah, well, he's got a full set of hair, a full beard, where he's been shaving his head. So you know that he's basically off the chemo. You know, is, is I think. Well, they also. The image there. Don't, yeah, don't well, they? Is this? I'm, is this the end of the? Five A or is the end of season four where they do the cancer back thing where they have like they kind of twist of like you don't know if it's cancer's back or not. Uh, that was Maybe. I think somewhere in five B. Yeah, or it's the end of five A. Well, the end of five A. Yeah, the end of five A. It wasn't like talked about too much. I mean, he he knows. Well, he went in it. and he hit. He went in and then he looked at that dent that he made that one time when he was yes, better. Yeah. And so you didn't know. It's like, is he looking at that because he felt silly because that he felt he was better, but now he has it again, and you didn't know, you know. Yeah, see, I, I think that was the end of 5A. I think that was, you know, okay, you yeah. know I don't want to talk about the, the big reveal until we get to it, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was the end. Like, that was, like, the, the beginning of that episode where he basically finds out that he's got it. But you don't – I don't think they really tell us explicitly. I think we have to figure it out for ourselves. And then in so f- 5B, somewhere in there, that's what he explicitly tells us all. So 5A is the fun part of this last 16 because 5A is them building up their little – well, except for the child dying. Well, yeah. But before that, it's like – because you bring in the new character. You bring in Landry from Friday Night Lights who's the creepiest – Todd is the yes. creepiest character Todd. in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. That he is the most polite person and the – That's what makes him so terrible yeah, he, because throughout <clears throat> that the end of the show, I mean – when we do the train heist, you start seeing like where how terrible he is. But then by the end, they're like, "Oh my god, these guys are just awful, awful people." Yeah. He's such an interesting character. But I like. But so this one is when they start off with their own business. It starts off with the magnets bitch episode. Yes, yes. Where they have to. So they yeah. have to go, get... go into a police lockdown <laughs> yeah. and just steal a laptop. <laughs> no, he's good at this. He's good at this. He's like science and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the like, best ever. That's what always makes it fun because no matter how bad he gets, he is such a MacGyver at solving problems that you do get excited because the whole train ice thing is like, that's brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Right. And then, you know, what happens? The train heist is like, it goes off perfectly. Yes. And then at the very end, this kid shows up on the dirt bike and the whole thing is ruined. That's, uh, that's and when it the whole thing yeah, unravels. And- yeah, it it ruined because of what Todd did because that kid would just not have cared. He'd been like, okay. Well, the kid probably wouldn't even know what the kid hell. Didn't even know what yeah, because they at. just look like workers on a train. You know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, we're train workers. Get out of here. They didn't even try a solution like that. They didn't have a chance to. But yeah, yeah that that he just because that should have showed you right there where, where that guy was coming from because immediately that was his reaction was to just kill that kid. Yeah. Well, and he's got like, that that cold. That cold thug logic. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, yeah. In, in his mind, it was us know, the, 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 It was A to B to C. Like kid saw us, he can identify us, kill kid. I mean, yeah. it was it was there was no yeah, this hesitation guy, between like, anything. Boom. He's like the nightmare of a person you probably you don't want to know in your life because like I probably met people like that then yeah. that are just totally normal Sociopath. and functional and yeah. yeah. But he's even more or less of it. Like some sociopaths just don't even they just disconnect. I mean, he has the wherewithal to be like, yo, yeah. Congratulations! Thank you very much. You know he's not like a Joffrey or something. Like he's, yeah. he he engages uh, in the like, world and he's super like nice. Like a serial killer. Like he just learned yeah. how to be a normal person. Because even Walt, who is pretty much a sociopath, right? He has those defects that make him easy to spot because he unravels. 
Yeah. Like, right. right. But th- this kid just seems like a regular old dopey kid. It's like, he just, you know, worked at this place that fumigated houses, but, you know, for a little extra money, they let us go and cook meth there, and we brought him on this heist. But we didn't know that he was a murderer. <laughs> That's also a great idea, too. Oh, absolutely. For- I was like, all the things yeah. they did in the show, I'm, I, I, watched, I was like, man, that is fucking brilliant. Because <laughs> it's true. You wouldn't awesome. know. It's all the weird gas and fumes and stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah. Well, And no one's so ever, they- like they said, no one's ever going to want to go into that house. You know, they right. got those tents up. It's like, no cop's going to go. Well, you know what? Maybe let's go check and make sure everything's okay. They're like, no, there's poison yeah. gas in no there. No one's ever going to go under that tent. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. The only, the only like where that falls apart if like a cop lived next door and you know he's like a meth like agent. You know what I mean? He knows what that smells. I don't know. I mean, if it has, yeah. a, it has you know that he could tell, and then or if you got suspicious. like a, the other question would be the chemicals mask it. Yeah, they might have just mixed it with stuff. Yeah, you're right. And they had the fumes blowing out, but then you maybe mix it with a little bit of other stuff or whatever. But yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it has a smell, right? I mean, like the cooking it. Well, I've never actually cooked it myself, smell. but yeah, I mean, you know, all, <laughs> well, I mean, all chemical I reactions are going to have it. some sort yeah. of fume smell. That but I wonder if it's like a, just a kind of generic chemical smell or if it's a definite, like, yeah, yeah, that's mess. <laughs> Yeah, Sean, one of them you're, you're very off, quiet uh, on this one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know, know anything about off, like, any a big, uh, vinegar cooking. spell. I can't remember which one it was, though. I remember one of my uh, professors had uh, told me, he's like, if you're ever in a back alley and you smell vinegar, like really strong vinegar, they're cooking something. I, I can't remember what it was. It was uh, something with heroin or, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't <laughs> get involved in drugs. So I don't really know that much about them like that. But he told me this. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And then I forgot it. Yeah, as with most of college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was high most of that time. Okay. So it, so we get this whole, and they start succeeding, which is interesting. They do all the stuff, and they do the houses. You know, they have Crystal Blue Persuasion plays, and they do. <laughs> yes, is this... I love that. I heard that song. I thought they made that song for the show. I, I, was, I was like, that song it's, is it's so like, goddamn perfect. Yeah, that and the last song of the show are the ones they saved. You know, they're like, we're going to save yes. these songs until the end because they are well, The perfect. last song, I, I had heard that one before, but again, I've it was heard a it before, song. but you're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's perfect for the show. It's Badfinger! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so they, so this is the one they. So it comes in and like Walt has a bunch of problems with all these legacy costs, and that's the, the story. This season is Mike versus Walt, right? Basically, Basically. yeah. The yeah, legacy in the first Mike half, because it, it's it's all internal. The problems that they have in the first half of the season, they don't have a big bad guy. They just got rid of Gus, so they're trying to figure it. This season is to let you know if you did it's it mirrors the first season in in that. This season is there to let you know that Walt can't let himself win. That Walt is a, is a true blue loser. Yeah. And he can't even he can't but even he, stomach like he couldn't stomach Gus's relationship with Jesse because you know he thought they were trying to kill him and use him, but he can't even stomach Mike and Jesse's relationship. He hates it. Yeah, so much. he can't stand anything that doesn't that doesn't steer in his direction. Yeah, he, right. he like, loses complete control with, with with these other characters there, and that's that's where his problem is with them. Even at home, when you know, like all of a sudden, Hank is like a hero to everybody, but he's the one who got Gus, and they're like, "No, nah, you're you're just." met with contempt yeah but, but i'm the hero i killed the bad guy that's a, that's his idea yeah but instead the the you know skylar just lives in terror of him yeah. hoping his cancer comes back so he'll just die 
Yeah. Yeah. So this is the is this is the, yeah. So this is the part that whole first season A is that that's the um where it has the Empire speech, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they, yeah, Jesse wants to sell out. They want to sell their shares. Yes, they to want the to sell the uh, and he they comes have over all the to methylamine that they they stole. Yeah, that's the whole episode. And and he comes over there to talk to him or whatever. yeah that, yeah that's a great run of episodes because that that episode ends with that right and then the next episode begins what's, with like the say my name so, who am yeah. I speech <laughs> what's so great about that that speech is like Jesse even asked them is the meth empire really something to be that proud of yes yes <laughs> <laughs> like so what. And that's the thing that Walt never gets. Yeah, that's an episode full, where he tells them how he sold out for chump change. We were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, we get the full worth of that company now, too. We get more details on that. Because you still didn't, you knew they were successful. That's a billion-dollar company, yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's like, I check it every day. Yeah. <laughs> that sold out for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that what you want to do? Sell out for pennies? That's what's so great about that speech, though. Because you know he's like that in cable and stuff. But when it comes, he's like... You know, he's like, I'm not in the meth business. I'm in the empire business. You're like, holy yeah. shit. Jesus, <laughs> you know, I mean, but it's such a great speech. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's the beauty of Jesse's character, too, because he calls him right out on it. He said, when we first started, you told me that you needed whatever it was, you know, $700,000. You know, by doing this deal, you're getting 10 times that amount. It's like, why? it's a no-brainer. You, know, you don't need to keep doing this. How much did they get? Like five million a piece or something? I think that's what it was, something like that. Yeah, and it was like five hundred or so thousand is what he needed. I, I can't remember what the exact numbers were. He needed but... like seven hundred or eight hundred thousand something. You're like, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. And it, like, but yeah, yeah, he was getting well more than that. And like, they have the car wash too. Pass, you actually do own this car wash now. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be very wealthy on your own now. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to own. You just keep wandering the money through it. Yeah, you just that's all you gotta do. Just keep wandering the money through it. It was, you know, and then if you died, you still had the money there, and she could still launder the money through it because she is the owner of the of the business. It would have been a perfect scenario. And she just has a car wash that she could probably survive on too. I mean, they can make a few hundred thousand dollars a year off that. You know what I mean? Like well, they were she successful said that business. She was making, they were making money off of it. They're actually making right. true money off of it. So yeah. they didn't even need that money really for them to the he kids didn't to want survive. That. He wanted his money because well, the they weren't the going to survive all of him. Her idea that was and she was running it and all that stuff, so it didn't count anyway. Exactly because it wasn't his. He didn't leave it. It wasn't his legacy. Yeah. So none of that mattered. So you see more of Hank, and I lo- one thing I love about Hank is like he, as soon as something occurs to Hank, he acts on it. Yeah. Like there isn't any like, – he's the opposite of Walt in, in every appreciable way because he doesn't keep secrets. He comes right out like, oh, yeah, I thought this and I did that and that was bad and now I, and I'm sorry. Like every time, even when he like, – like we're not to it yet, but but even when he finally gets to the point where he he's, knows what's going on with Heisenberg yeah. and Walt, you know, there's no there's no secret to it. Yep. And we see more of that where it's Skylar, man. You, if you hated Skylar at the beginning, you really start hating her now. Because she sees – she's a total hypocrite because she sees what a monster he is and she wants to feel morally superior. But she's willing to benefit from all of this stuff. Like yeah, they're so practically whole, begging this, her to turn a Walt and she won't. This whole part of that season when she sends him away, right? Then sends the kids to yeah, but, Hank and – yeah. Yeah, and where house. things just keep getting weirder. Oh no, that was was that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this season. 
Yeah. This is 5A it's, part She knows how bad he yeah, is. Yeah, because there was a part where earlier, in earlier seasons, where she had left with the kids. Or where she had actually right. kicked him out, is what it was, and then he moved back. Yeah, much okay, earlier. Yeah, and at this point, she yeah. kicks, uh, she sends the kids to live with them, yeah, because she wasn't away Yeah, because he from just him. moves it's, back that in. That was like season, yeah. <laughs> that was like in season three, she kicked him yeah. out. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then he finally uh, no, just decided, I'm not I was getting a little confused myself. But yeah, she sends the kids off to uh, protect the kids from him. Mm-hmm. And agrees to help him. Yeah. Because everything just keeps getting worse. Because really, well, I mean, he, when he kills Mike, like we talked about that, that is a little bit more of a turning point for him because he basically just kills Mike to get him out of the way. Like, Mike's not bothering. He's not really endangering anything. Well, he convinces well, yeah, himself, was... and I think that's a lot of what he does throughout the, the, the series, is he he convinces himself that he has to do it. And this is my reasoning for it. And even after he shoots it, you know, mortally wounds him, and he's talking to him, he's like, you know, I really didn't have to do this. You know, well, he didn't I, go in there to do it, though, though. I don't think he went in there to do it. I think he went in there. He he just, I think he just wanted some respect from him, and Mike could give a shit about him at all, and he just wanted him to acknowledge him. And that's why he gets so furious that he just, like, he says, you want to thank you? You want all these other things? And he's just like, listen, Walt. Well, because what he did <laughs> is he, went, he asked for the, the list of, of guys that he was going to kill, and, and Mike refused right. to give it to him. And that's at the point when he ended up. But I feel like he him. thought he was gonna give it to him, though. I mean, maybe that was just his hubris, thinking, "Oh, yeah, he's gonna give me his list, so I can." It was. I mean, just he walks away and then has a change of heart and comes back, and that's why he guns him down. Right. So I don't know, man. It's 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 so hard to, to at that point to I guess get to his character to figure out what he's trying to do. Well, at that yeah, point, you, he doesn't care. Well, that's you the know. thing. Is he, you know, he he knows what he wants. You know, and when you think about it, getting rid of Mike is something that I think he would have wanted to do one way or the other eventually. Right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't like Mike in there in the picture at you all. See, that's what he wanted. Like, you see that at the point where the the kid dies and they're literally melting a kid. What finally tipped them off? Like, how did they find the thing and they found the the lawyer at the bank and how did they get to that point though? The cops. Um. Because they had a good little thing going, was it? Well, they were following Aaron Trout. They they busted his money a couple of times, or they, they did it the first time when he, he uh, yeah, they, they they were they were tracking Mike. And then he opened a suit against them, and like he did a restraining yeah. order against. Yeah, but it was all temporary Hank. stuff that he was doing because he was basically, yeah, he he wasn't really in a, a true position where he could do it for long. Um, so they cleaned out that stuff, and they yeah, yeah they cleaned out his original bank account that, that Gus had left him. And that's what tipped them off onto Mike to begin with. And then Mike kept getting into, uh, I guess, like, you know, trouble, financial enough trouble where he had, because of, you know, all the legacy costs, you know, all that, all that pressure. Yeah, I can't remember but what. something happened where they all of a sudden came after him in that episode. That's when he ran. He ran to the airport, and then he had, you know, I don't know what the Hank, heck. Hank, um, what it was was um, they said they couldn't follow Hank any longer, but they didn't say anything about following the, uh, the, uh, the, lawyer. the lawyer. Oh yeah, so, so they just Hank's followed the lawyer Hank's too. Started following yeah. the guy's lawyer. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what, and they found him. <laughs> they found him red-handed putting the money into all yeah. those other people's accounts, and then at that right. point, yeah, the, the jig was up, and Mike yeah, was trying to flee. But see, at that point, can they do that? I mean, he's a lawyer just at a bank, like in his own private. You know, he still has. Uh, they, I think what they did is they followed. You know, he was putting money into you know whatever twenty different. 
yeah, but boxes. They knew, but so they, they followed, they I think, that, the boxes to see who owned them. And it, there's, there's a trail there at that point. Okay, so they knew. Okay. Yeah, you got the connection. You got all these different drug people all pointing to this one lawyer who's, you know. And these people that are in jail. Exactly. Convicts They're all in jail, yeah. known to be associates of Gus. You know, because before, you know, Mike was, you know, playing off that, you know, he was just uh, there. Uh, Gus's, you know, hired um, security, security officer. Security, yeah. You know, and, and that's all he did was just security for, you know, for the business. But, you know, obviously, you know, he was a Philly so cop. Sad. Yeah. It's so sad when Mike has to leave his granddaughter in the park and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, as a, yeah, <laughs> as, a, my, as a father of a little daughter, yeah. Yeah, like, that's oh, what I feel like, too, because I was like, oh, my God, I've had to leave Alex in the middle of the park. It's like, oh, horrible. That'll make you not want to live a life of crime right there. Yeah, <laughs> well, as well it should. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That should be the lesson of this show. Because that's a poignant thing, though. Because yeah, you go to jail and stuff, but that is the, the what it affects. You know what I mean? He because he is a normal guy, but he just does these things. And that's his business, right? And he's not a bad yeah. person, but he's done bad things. You know. Oh, here you go again. <laughs> well, no, but he's the just, mentality I mean, behind he, it is that you're doing bad things, but to worse people. That's the way you. Yeah, kind that's of his mentality. To yourself. Yes. Now, with that said, you know the the, the short sightedness of that is that, you know doing bad things to bad people is not your job <laughs> you know there right. are cops and none of them can job. say that only bad people are affected they're all drug well, that's people. the other part of it yes like that's the whole that's the whole jesse argument where like you when you start looking at it like they're turning kids into drug pushers and they murdered kids and all that like it tears jesse up yes but, they, but see jesse but by that definition is a whole after the incident with the train <laughs> like the thing that jesse realizes who walt is because he walks away and he hears Walt whistling. Yeah. But it's just like like everything's fine. Everything's tied up with a bow. He's torn up inside. He wants to send his money to the kid's parents. And Saul's like, what message do you think that says? Yeah. Well, he yeah. wants to kill the other guy. He wants to kill Todd. And then yeah, he it, wants to kill Todd in re- revenge yeah, for the kid. Yeah, and the same thing. And, and they're like, you know, it's done. You're not going to bring that kid back no matter what you do. Well, because they don't kill Todd because it is his uncle, which comes into play later. Yeah, we find out he's a very serious man. That was a good decision in some respect, not killing Todd. Yeah. But who knows? Then they, then, yeah, because then it plays into the next couple episodes. I mean, later on, because later on in 5A, when they orchestrate this mass killing of all of Mike's men. Mm hmm. Yeah, which Lydia wanted nuts. to do to begin with. That's where right. he really, I mean, that's where we see where, what an amateur Walt is. Because he thinks he can just orchestrate this stuff. Like, people that can do that are people you don't want to mess with. You don't want to deal with those guys. Right. People who have the organization and and just the, the ability, like the mis- mental and moral disconnect to be able to do that. Well, Walt, yeah, I mean, but, I mean that's the thing <laughs> with Walt. It's like his... His hubris is what like gets him in his trouble, but also gets you know we said last time, so it gets him out of trouble. Even the last thing in the entire show is what to even attempt something like that. You know, what I mean, it, you'd have to be so like confident in your ability. But that, I think it all comes from that speech that we didn't talk about, like the um, where they sell the methylamine, or he's gonna he negotiates that thing, and he because that's the first time because you watch him all through five. I mean, we've watched him just kind of yeah, Heisenberg's kind of a name, but we've watched all him just fumble and. You know, Gus just take advantage of him, and Mike just not even care about him at all. But he gets in front of these other drug dealers, and he says that, and you're like, he's going to get shot here. And they totally buy into his whole thing. Yeah. You know, 
And so you see that, yeah, yeah he, he so does have a reputation. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And so from then on, he's just, he, he's like, he, he's on cloud nine as far as his attitude. He doesn't care. Well, he even sits in that meeting with the uncle just looking off at a painting. He's like, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the pride again at that point. I mean, we'll get to it, but, but the whole business with Hank out in the desert, you know, he calls those guys just assuming that they're they're on his side yeah well that's that's in the, definitely part in the, uh, B because yeah, oh, yeah, at this right. point we haven't even gotten to the point where Hank you know figures it out yeah I mean well, I yeah. guess that's pretty much what we're building to at this point so we, what we get to the yeah. point is that Hank is a horrible person for taking a dump in the master bedroom <laughs> yes <laughs> master bath <laughs> who does that yeah. a <laughs> I was like what a jerk poor, poor guest it kind exactly. of it goes back to his first season character. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a bath. They got yeah. more reading material. He is there. still a shithead <laughs> yeah. at heart. But yeah, I loved that, how they, they worked that together, though, where he sits down on the shitter, and uh, he's, like, looking through the book, and he finds a book, you know, uh, Walter, Walt, uh, Walt Whitman uh, leaves a grass, and he's uh, looking through there, and it was uh, given to Walt by, uh, not Gus, what's his name, uh, Gail. Yeah. And you know the mastermind is the supposed mastermind that uh, that Walt convinces you know Hank that no 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 that's not the mastermind after all. And sure yeah. enough, he opens it up and sees you know the same writing you know to my favorite and it says to, favorite to my favorite WW. And then GB right? It says like he signed it with his initials. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, oh, yeah. And because yeah. Hank's not a dummy at this exactly. point. Exactly. Because he immediately remembers that conversation they had. He's yeah. Like, Walt White. Yeah. He immediately remembers it. And some part of him had to always suspect a little bit, you know. But that's that's the that's, the that's a great thing. way to it's end like, this that's season. That's the though. perfect <laughs> point of pride. It's like, why would you keep that? Yes, absolutely. It's a trophy. That's it. It's, why it's, it's, it's his trophy. That? I that got over him. a guy you murdered. Yeah. Like, that'd be the last thing you want to keep in the bathroom. I mean, that's like that was the the, the best cliffhanger ever in the world. Because oh, you know, like, like cause you knew they weren't gonna on. like, yeah, you knew they weren't gonna, and and they continue to impress because they start and it's amazing, and he's like just flipping out, and he just because what would you do? Like what they I said, this show's attack. about yeah, absolutely, yeah, this show's about process. It's like yeah, he figured that out, and then the, in a normal show, you'd see him at his house later. You know, say he didn't have a panic text, like I'm gonna start searching. You know, I know it's him. Let's go to the moment. Like, how would he act walking yeah. out to him and in like that moment. that's just so yeah, it's so delicious. Those uh, I gotta moments. go. I uh, ate some bad uh, shrimp. Because Hank yeah, just said. isn't any good at, at that. I mean, when Hank gets an idea, like, his first thought is, "Well, I'll immediately confront him," and it doesn't take him very long at all. Well, that's what's so great about it because you're waiting for it, and it happens at the end of that episode, right? Yeah. I think yeah, and he and has it's like, that you big speech. Maybe well, he goes home and light. he starts. He's like skipping work for several days, and he's right. having because he's he's now like basically the head. He's been promoted at this point to be in the head of of that you know of and DEA C-spec, basically. There. What do they call it? And he's yeah, trying to figure A-Sac, out what to do. Uh, right, A-Sac, right, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what his last name is. But because um, he's already not only you know has he been looking for Heisenberg all this time, but you know. Now to well, find out that it's, it's someone in his family. Like, well, that's the I other context, too, is because the last guy got fired because he was friends with Gus and he didn't know. Yes. And so he finds out it's his brother, even closer connection. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't he, seem to be any point of, of confusion for Hank at all. It's one of the things I like about Hank. That's, fear for his job doesn't seem to be the issue. Well, he, oh, that no, is no, an no, issue no, a little that's, bit. That's wrong. Actually, that, that's, that's a big issue because that's why he doesn't go to tell. 
That's his, yeah. that's his biggest flaw is the fact that he is afraid of his job because not only does – he basically takes all this investigation on himself privately without letting anyone in until – Yeah, and it's all because of that reason. Is that what you, you think that's, that's his motivation? No, they say it because what's his, what's his wife even ask him? We need to go, and he's like, I will be fired immediately when I go back in there and My tell career They have is a conversation over. about this. Well, actually, when, he doesn't even say that – what he says is his career is over – when it's done, it's not even if he does if he catches him or not. It is he's almost also scared. Of, he's yeah, he's scared about at this going to jail too. Yeah, yeah, like well, he, I think I just part of that problem I, I don't is, know. is the, the tape well, that they leave. We the, also uh, left out the part where where Walt and Skyler created that tape to sort of as a well, that's way later. Yeah, that's later on. But yeah, well, yeah, it's because like, it's after three episodes later. But yeah, because it's after he confronts him. But no, yeah, but, I, don't, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've just gotten soft towards Hank here. But well, there's a there's a point there too. But where, I, I where still he think says, his central motivation is that he wants to make sure he gets him. Well, no, he he he, he wants to make sure that his accusation is right. That's for sure. He definitely wants to make sure that he's he's not just um, you know jumping to the conclusion that you know they just happen to have the same initials that sort of thing. But no matter how it plays out, he really does want to to close the case, though. And no matter how right. it plays out, he's going to look bad. Whether he, you know, he's, he's probably well, yeah. going to lose his job no matter what happens. I well, mean, he's going to get fired. I think says. he does. He is going to lose his job no matter what. But he also sets up, or he also states in there um, after uh, the video or during the video, as soon as after that video is done playing, he turns to Marie and says, "They paid for my medical." He had no idea yeah. up to this point that That's a they were the ones too. that were. You know, it was drug money. That basically paid for his rehab, not mm. not insurance money like she, she had made it out to be. How so genius we, is that video, man? Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I got. Well, how that's like that reminded me of that. What, what that reminded me of is the American Beauty thing, where he's like, "How can I? You prove to me that I you didn't ask me to suck it." You know, like, yes. he's like, "What?" He's like, "What?" It's like I'm just a guy with nothing left to lose, and that's what you know Walt is in that moment because yes. he's just like, "Well, here we go." Well, that's where you really see the true nature of Skyler because. Because she's just because she, she's using the Walt defense. She's like, I'm defending my family. It's like they're your family. Yeah. And you just turned on them. Well, you, you see that moment in the second episode where she walks out of the diner. She gets kind of freaked out with Hank, you know, and like because he yeah. kind of pushes it a little too far. He's trying to get her, you know. Yeah. Well, because but he's trying to give her an out too, and it's a real well, out. He, yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. And the next episode starts with them at the Mexican restaurant, and they have that awesome. <laughs> Yeah, thing and Hank's about to rip his head off. He's so mad. He's and they fuming. and they try, and that's that's them trying to give him a chance. And that's when they give him that video, I guess. Yeah, that's when the video. Yeah, because at that point he knows that there's no. And as, he tells him at that point that you know basically I'm dying. And that, that's when he reveals that I, my cancer's well, back. Walt starts throwing cancer out all the time at this point. Yeah, and, yes. and Hank had nothing of it. Nothing of it. He's like, yeah, you'll die in a jail cell, you piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, because once he sees who Walt, like I said, Hank's not a dummy. It's it. Well, Hank's he just it all has together. loyalty to family. By the time he sees the way Walt really is, he sees him exactly as he is. Skyler lies to herself, and a lot of these. Yeah. But as soon as Hank sees what's going on, he sees it all. Yeah. And it's like it's a sad, horrible realization for him because he sees it all at once. It's like that that confrontation in the garage, and he was like, "Oh my god." Yep. Well, he knows immediately that he almost he almost got killed like four times because of him. He knows well, yeah. now, and, and he realizes he puts it all together. Those those two guys, the twins with the freaking axe, they came after me because of this asshole. 
You know, they, they they called my wife. You know that one episode yeah. where uh, he's you know got them. Uh, Which is the whole reason the... he beat the shit out of Jesse because he thought it was yeah. Jesse. Yep, and you couldn't go. He couldn't go anywhere near Jesse for all that time because of that. But yeah, even I mean, that showed so a much. sort of point of honor for Hank because once he backed off from that, he took accountability for that action. Like he's like cops aren't supposed to act that way. You know, he understood that that was wrong. That yeah. was just him. You know, and all these little ways we see where Hank has more moral character than, than Walt, because Walt just makes excuses for what he does and pretends it's right. He never says, I did a wrong thing. He, he always just creates a story and spins it off as right. Yeah. Well, all right, gentlemen. Yeah, for the rest of We have of broke you, bad. It's a three-parter, not a 18 part Well, who knows how many parts it's going to be. It's going on for a while. Maybe a four-parter. <laughs> Yeah, least... We're going to turn this into a Breaking Bad podcast, and Greg's like, well, I guess I'm going to pass this again this time because I can't. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I'm finally making a stand about not doing shows about things I don't know anything about. <laughs> so. It's hard to have everything spoiled. You can listen to episodes <laughs> of TV Ate My Dinner at TVAteMyDinner.com and uh, post some comments there. I think we're going to try to transition folks into to starting some discussion on the website itself. It's a more fun site now, so I wouldn't mind getting people more... I want to have at least somewhere, even if we there. start a Facebook group, because I want to have somewhere people can post stuff, not just us posting stuff, you know what I mean? Because it's like where you have to post... Yeah, well, I don't think Facebook things. replaces the forum idea. I like having something... Well, I think you'd have to have a group on Facebook to do that, though. It wouldn't be the fan page, which is weird, because then you have two Facebook pages. It's just weird. We'll have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but we'll figure that out. Because I, I like our our Facebook page well enough, but it's not much of a conversation piece. Right. Um, we're also on uh, the Twitter. We're on Google Plus, Weebler, Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> Whenever I do more Bloober. of this. Bloober, <laughs> Tiber, Niner. <laughs> That's the future. We just we just make words up. Kumar. Kumar. Gooner. Gooner. Gooner is the word I was thinking. Gooner. Greedle. We need to get Gooner.com too. Gooner.com. I don't want to go to Gooner.com and see if it's taken though. I don't know what like, that is. It's just like that after, after you're done having sex, you just go Gooner. Gooner. What? Gooner. That's right. Kumar. What? Just that annoyed look on his face, as if I did the other show. Seen. Actually, I would actually rewind it and put the closed captioning <laughs> on a lot of times. <laughs> because you know it's so well written, you want to see what they say. And then I sometimes, I, I sometimes do that shows. I get OCD, and I was like, I need to go back and hear what they said. It's bothering me, so now I have to go turn the closed captioning on. I've done that a couple of times. There was, there was one show recently I was just watching, and I couldn't figure out what the hell the lady was saying. She kept saying something, but she was having an accent, and she kind of was like, kind of yelling at me, like, "What the hell did she just say?" I don't like to leave it on a couple times because then I just start reading it. I don't actually watch the show. I'm just I actually reading. had to do that in the last line of the last episode of True Detective because I didn't hear what he said. Like, the lights winning. That was important. Then he say the lights winning. I think I did that too. I think I heard the very last. That's the thesis statement of the entire series. The lights just lights winning. Lights winning. All right. So, anyway, we'll be back with more stuff later on. Who knows? And summer is not far off, so... <laughs> In the meantime, my name is Sean. I'm Captain Cook. 
Dog crazy. Dog crazy. 